Welcome back to the Wives Club podcast. Today we've got a special guest with us, my husband Lucas. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue on the little series, I guess, of us interviewing our husbands so you guys could get to know them a little bit better as well. The Wives Club podcast, Husband Takeover. <laughs> yes. Husband Takeover Part 2. I guess we should just jump right in and tell us about yourself. Tell us about young Lucas. Jump right in. The water's nice. (laughs) Tell us where you're from. Young Lucas was an interesting lad. (laughs) Way back when. (laughs) Born in 1991. (laughs) Um, Lucas was just a weird, freckled nerdy little kid just trying to survive why was young lucas weird all kids are weird that's true that's very true so i was born september 24 1991 my social security number (laughs) is five (laughs) i was born in top born and raised in toppenish washington so, so Toppenish is a really interesting place. It's a, it's a pretty small town. The population is about eight to 9,000. And my family on my mom's side has been there for well, three to four generations have lived there. Her grandparents moved there. Her dad was raised there. My mom was raised there. We were raised there. And it's a, it's a small town. It's on an Indian reservation, but it also has an incorporated city. So it's not, you know, kind of the reservation experience that most people think of when they think of a reservation. But her, her grandparents moved there because there was a sugar beet farm that they were starting. And the kind of the, the climate, the landscape is similar to Utah County in some aspects. And so they recruited sugar beet farmers from utah to go and help start the farm and so that's how that's how my mom's family ended up there and i'm guessing she liked it since she stayed didn't her didn't your dad and her move back there yes they they met in utah when they were at byu they lived in california for a little while but uh ended up moving back back to that same town so that's where i was born and raised And so you live, or you were born, you were raised in a house that your mom's grandma lived in. Yes, my my great grandparents' home. So I I live, let's say I live in house B. Mm -hmm. My grandparents live about six, seven houses down the road in house A. Okay. So my mom grew up in house A. And her grandparents lived in house B. Then when my mom and dad moved back, eventually they ended up buying house B from her grandma, my great grandma. So I was born and raised in house B, which was her great grandparents' house. Yeah. Now her grandparents, my great grandparents' house. And then my grandparents still live down the street in house A, which is the house my mom grew up in. That's fun. Yeah. And if that doesn't make sense, just hit the back 30 seconds button and then slow the explanation down to about 
0.5x and maybe, maybe that'll make sense but the the gist of of the uh the conversation is that yeah there's there's a lot of history as far as my mom's side of the family in that town yeah and, and she's, then I, yeah. I had two two families of cousins that also grew up there with me and we all all of us except for my youngest brother parker essentially have a cousin that's within a year or two of yeah. us Poor Parker, Parker. And Blake. Parker and Blake were, were pretty close in age but they have the biggest gap compared to the rest of us with cousins yeah that's true and how many siblings do you have and what is your spot in the lineup I have five brothers I am number four so I have three three older two younger and how is it like growing up with all brothers uh apparently it was great <laughs> i i i feel like i i didn't really have the experience growing up with all brothers that most people think of or imagine when they hear that there were six boys because honestly as as far as i can remember we were pretty well behaved kids i mean growing up in a small town we had a big backyard and behind our yard is a cornfield and there's train tracks. And we, we just spent tons of time outside. And then of course, getting together with our cousins and hanging out at our grandma and grandpa's house. And so we spent tons of time outside, but honestly, we, we got along really well. I feel like we were pretty well behaved. I don't remember a single time getting really in a fight with any of my brothers. Hmm, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah, pretty neat. It's not what I feel like when I think of all brothers, I think of just fighting and wrestling. Just wrestling around, <laughs> throwing bricks through windows. <laughs> but I, brick I guess we can believe you if you say you were well behaved. I'm sure you were. We are very sarcastic and we constantly roast each other and others and so that that was probably our outlet yeah versus physical violence it's purely emotional abuse it's so true oh uh, i remember when i like first started dating lucas we all got together with his family and it's kind of overwhelming when you're with a bunch of boys and they're all sarcastic and sometimes you're like i don't know what to say <laughs> but now you just rest him back you don't care yeah you can hold your own yeah okay next question is where did you go to school and what did you graduate in i went to lincoln elementary school <laughs> i mean where did you go to college graduated from there <laughs> general studies <laughs> Graduated young from elementary school. Yeah, Where did you go to college, I mean? So then I went to Toppenish Middle School. <laughs> graduated there as well. Toppenish High School, I graduated. So before college, I had, I had three graduations. I had three diplomas, which is it's pretty impressive. That is really impressive. If you think about it, yeah, it's a lot of degrees. And then I went to BYU. And at the time, I thought that I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> go be like an orthodontist or an oral surgeon and 
So I, I did exercise science because that was the closest thing to a, a pre-med or pre-dental degree that BYU had. Um, and I also was really interested in like anatomy, physiology, exercise physiology. So it was, it was a fun major in that aspect. And then also had a number of the pre-dental requirements, like all your, your chemistries, your OCHEMs, biology, biochemistry, physiology, and completed all of those and met this young lass <laughs> named, named Sadie. And we started dating, I think it was the summer that I, I was planning on taking the DAT. I was studying for and planning on taking the DAT, the dental acceptance test. And then we were dating and you were trying to convince me to marry you and having your, your dad bribe me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking, man, I'm, I might marry this girl. And I don't know if I want to be in school for the next, at least five years if I was just a dentistry, but I didn't really want to do dentistry because I felt like it wouldn't be worth all the debt of dental school. So really it would have been like eight years possibly. For what? Orthodontics? Orthodontia or oral surgery. And so I, I just wasn't really sure that I wanted to commit to that. And so I, I decided just to finish up my last classes and try and find a tech company in the area and get a job and just wait a, a year or two to see if I really wanted to go to dental school. And you didn't, because what are you doing now? Now I'm stay at home dad. <laughs> my wife, my wife has a very successful podcast and she's... <laughs> She's trying to become a vlogger, influencer. <laughs> no. And uh, I just stay home, change diapers. Oh my gosh. I guess I am technically a stay-at-home dad because I you do, are, but you work. I do work from home. So think about that. Mm. So I got a, a job at a at a company called Bamboo HR initially, and did some implementation and then expansion sales with them. Then I did sales at another tech company called Domo. Uh, they essentially sell a business analytics platform, data warehousing, if you're into that stuff. And then at Domo got exposed to kind of the business analytics data side of business. And most recently made a, a bit of a, a career change or a, a pivot as the kids say nowadays. And for the I'm, better, I'm now a, a business strategy analyst at a company called Chatbooks, another tech company. How do you like it there so far? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. it. I have nothing but good things to say. Shout out to Chatbooks. Yeah, go buy some Chatbooks this holiday season. <laughs> I got promo codes I can give anybody if you want. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really cool company. They essentially make it make it as easy and affordable as possible to take all the digital photos that you have either on your phone or on any social media platform and turn them into a physical photo album or a canvas print or holiday cards, whatever you want them to be. Cool. Yeah. I think we might get some of those for the Padres for Christmas. It's, yeah. good. it's a great gift. Mm, it really is. This is starting to sound like a Chatbooks podcast. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Chatbooks.
All right. So let's dive into the questions that everybody wanted to ask you. We've got quite a few, so not sure if we'll get to all of them, but we'll try. Try, we will. All right. The first question is, and I want to know too, how did you score such a hot wife? I would say trickery. Um, essentially portraying myself as somebody who I'm really not. Yeah, right. I think some kids, it's not necessarily catfishing. That's me trying to be somebody else. But no, it's just uh, right place at the right time. You know, Sadie and I have people always say that oh, you you need somebody that's that's the opposite of you, and I don't I don't really agree with that because <laughs> Sadie and I have some very similar approaches to life and opinions and ways that we think about things. Yeah, we're actually so I, really really similar. I think we just kind of naturally gravitated towards each other once we met each other. Yeah. Two peas and a literal pod. Um, well, I guess since we're on this topic, um, another question is, what do you love about Sadie? I, I really love her son, Miles. <laughs> he's, he's cute. And, you know, I've, I've been happy to take him in. <laughs> I really try to, try to be a, a father figure to him. No, I, I feel like there, there are certain attitudes or kind of approaches you can take to life that make it more enjoyable, right? There, there are, everybody's going to have ups and downs. Life's hard. People get sick, you know, things change. But I feel like if you're optimistic, if you have a good sense of humor and you can laugh at anything, and also, if if you're just genuinely kind to others and kind of assume the best in others, that life is just so much more enjoyable no matter what you go through. And I think Sadie definitely has those those characteristics. Oh, that's so nice of you. Why are you crying? I'm not crying. She's <laughs> <laughs> not crying. Uh, no, she's not actually crying. Yeah, I think um, we just have fun together. It's a blast. Life's a blast. Life is a blast. Even when it's stressful, sometimes one of us will be a bad, in a bad mood and then we just take a step back and we're like, isn't it funny that we're in a bad mood right now? <laughs> There's no reason. <laughs> it's true. I've learned a lot from wise old Lucas. Um, I'll just call me old, that's rude. Getting there. We'll, we'll edit that out. Don't call me old. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> okay. This is the last thing about me. I guess everyone wants to know what you think about me. Uh, favorite thing about watching Sadie be a mom? Did you submit all these questions? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay, I did. I just want you to tell me. All the things you love about me. Why is Sadie better than you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was the question again? Oh, okay. It was favorite thing about watching Sadie be a mom. 
Good question. Probably just watching how much fun you have interacting with with young models. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. He's such a fun kid. It's like, how yeah. can you not just have fun when you're with him? Making him laugh and playing with him. And yeah. Just the, the little things. Yeah. Little just things. How, how much you enjoy spending time with him. Good answer. Thank you. That okay. The answer that she told me to say. <laughs> Best thing about being a dad. I I think being a being a dad is so fun because you you think about when you were a kid, right? The way you looked at things, how fun every little thing was, and especially like the holidays, the change of the seasons, yeah. being outside, you know, little the little bugs and every every little thing that you kind of noticed and was exciting and fun and then you start to grow up and you get more focused on school and work and relationships and you don't notice those things as much and then you have a kid and you kind of have that filter back on Mm -hmm. and you start to think that way again and I think that's that's one thing that's one thing that I love about it is that you kind of you start to see the world again as you did as a kid because you want your kid to to have those same moments. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, let's get, let's get philosophical here. <laughs> well, speaking of <clears throat> advice you would give to a first-time dad. Advice for a first-time dad. I would say just think about all the kids that have had dads that are actually not good and have turned out great so you don't need to stress about every little thing just have fun yeah yeah have fun i knew you were gonna say don't stress about your kids your kids gonna love you no matter what until they are a teenager and then they're gonna hate you but (laughs) the journey i don't don't know if there's anything else i would say I would say, well, I guess these things could go for dads or moms, but I also feel like there are a lot of very easy distractions that we have that maybe our parents didn't have as much. We have our phones. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. And so I, I would say when you're with your kid, put your phone on, do not disturb, leave it in another room and just actually just spend time with them. Yeah, I agree like we could all do better at that um how does the priesthood play a role in being a dad and husband Mm, i mean i I think if you are religious in general and then obviously in in our faith like the family has is center of everything right the purpose for everything is for us to be in families it definitely can have an impact on the type of father and husband that you are and particularly you know in, in our faith being a priesthood holder it's a big responsibility for you to serve your family any way you can and to find ways to bless their lives and and to strengthen their faith and so that obviously has an impact but i also feel like the the type of impact that maybe me thinking about being a priesthood holder has on how I am as a husband and father 
anybody that's trying to be a good husband and father would probably think that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like the same things that would make you just in general, a good husband and father will make you a good priesthood holder in the family. Yeah. You know, being patient, being kind, serving your family, being a good example. Yeah. That's a great answer. Um, what is your biggest fear? Dang, that's a good question. My biggest fear is fear itself. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, my biggest fear. Um, is it me dying? No. That's not your biggest fear. Mm. My biggest fear is you dying. Why? Because then I have to be alone with Miles. No, you wouldn't. Next topic. You have your family, you'd get on Tinder, okay, you'd be whatever. married in a week. I'd not get on Tinder. <laughs> yeah, right. Get on mutual. You'd <laughs> be married in a week. No, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I kind of you just have an approach to life where anything that happens, I know. Like, just go with it. You know? I know you do. Roll the dice. It, I mean, there, there are certain things that I, I think would definitely be more difficult than others, but I'm not necessarily afraid of them happening. Uh, it's like if somebody asks you you get in a car and somebody's like are you afraid that you're gonna crash and die oh really i just don't really i don't think about you know i don't really think that way (laughs) and like if if i am gonna get in the car and today i'm gonna crash and die i'm not gonna know until it happens so why be afraid of it i don't know we could only be like you maybe big hairy spiders tarantulas if they're poisonous, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, weirdest dream. Weirdest dream. I can't even remember it's any. It's a hard one, my yeah. Dreams. The only dream I can remember is one time I got kidnapped and I tried to scream and I couldn't. It's more of a scary dream. <laughs> I had a dream when I was a kid that we were in our backyard and all of us were together like for a Sunday dinner and all of our cousins were there. Uh-huh. And the the town I grew up there grew up in it has a decent amount of violence. Like, yep. We saw some, you know, drive by shootings and stuff when we were kids. And in this dream we're out in the backyard and this car pulls up and starts shooting into our house and we're in the backyard and the bullets are coming through like the house. And they ended up, one of my cousins got hit by bullets and she was dying and she died. And I was young, I was young at the time. It's hard to say how old I was, but I was probably, I don't know, five or six, like kindergarten or the year before kindergarten or something. And I remember waking up and it was, it was such a real dream that I remember waking up and thinking, oh my gosh so-and-so's dead and I was bawling and I walked down the hall to my parents room and it was like <laughs> like she's dead it's like it was and they were like no it was Megan oh I was like Megan died <laughs> and my parents probably don't even remember this but but my parents were like what 
what do you mean she's dead and i was like oh she's dead and then they're like i think you had a bad dream <laughs> go back to bed and the morning i woke up and i was like man that was a weird dream it was it was just so real and then i had another dream we were at my grandparents house and it was just me and my brothers and somebody broke into the house and was chasing us and trying to kill us and i had to kill him not yeah that was my first the first murder i ever committed <laughs> Luckily, that one was fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty weird. Yeah, a little bit weird. It's getting weird. Um, okay, let's have this question be the last question. We can uh, wrap it up from here. What is your favorite holiday? I don't know. We've talked about this a lot this month. That my family and my cousins we do a lot in the fall and for halloween mm-hmm. like fall and halloween it's almost more nostal- nostalgic definitely as nostalgic to me as winter and christmas we did a lot of fun stuff for halloween and halloween also we we did a lot of things outside still right corn mazes pumpkin patches, trick-or-treating, scaring kids, all that fun stuff. But also Christmas, you didn't have school, you know. Luckily, I've been able to work for companies too where we usually get a break from Christmas to New Year's. And so you just get to spend so much time with the family that it's it's hard to top that. So probably Christmas. Yeah. Like if, if I had to sacrifice Halloween for the rest of my life or sacrifice Christmas, I'd probably sacrifice Halloween over Christmas. Me too. Even though I would be completely devastated. Yeah, your family really loves Halloween. Yeah, it's so fun. Um okay. Is there anything else you want to tell the audience before you close up? Hmm. Any last minute words? No. This was fun. Let's do it again. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. You know, it's been kind of a hectic few weeks with your new job and all this. So we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at wives underscore club underscore podcast and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. (laughs) On Spotify or Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to uh, this podcast. And we will see you back here next week. Okay, bye. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.